Hello and welcome, David Baker. Welcome to the Wisdom for Life podcast. We are glad that you're here. Uh, Looking forward to this series uh, that we've been doing, How to Have Happy Kids. This is part number four. If you missed any of the other ones, please go back and get them. They are very important. If If we had happy kids... By biblical principle, not just happy kids because we give them everything and they get uh, all the toys and all the money and all the things they want, but true biblical happy kids. Can you imagine what kind of life you're going to have and your family and your children and grandchildren? It's such a gigantic thing to be able to have happy kids. We've talked about it. It's been a lot of time the last few times talking about the importance of happiness. Happiness is the number one thing that people want on the earth and The other 99 things are things they think will make them happy. Literally, when you look at what people want, it's either they want happiness or they want the things they think will make them happy. It is not the number one thing people want. It's the number one through a hundred thing that people want. They want to be happy and our kids want that. The problem is no one, no one is teaching them how to be biblically happy. So hopefully you can take this and teach this to your children help him to get it. Only two uh, points this time. One's uh, a good, fun, light one, and the other one's uh, pretty deep, pretty heavy, pretty important, and could preach a whole sermon on it, but really, really, really is a big deal. So the first one is having children, okay? Having children, being a mom and dad. Psalm 127, verse 5, happy is a man that hath his quiver full of them. They shall not be ashamed, but they shall speak with the enemies in the gate. Um, Having children. I've taught about this uh, a lot, and it's big and important, but and your quiver full. Um, that is trust. That's just trusting God with your children. Can you do that? It's amazing. The Bible says God opens and closes the womb. The fruit of the womb is his reward. And yet we want to do everything we can to stop having kids and even abort them. Oh, a Christian would never do that. All right. When does life begin? Conception. What does an IUD do? An IUD stops a conceived egg and sperm, a life, life begins at conception, it stops that conceived um, egg and sperm from attaching to the uterine wall to grow. It's a man-human-caused abortion. Um, Well, uh, we don't know about it, so it's okay. (laughs) Yeah. So you don't believe life begins at conception, do you? Um, can go into that a lot, not going to want to make those a light one. (laughs) Happy is he that hath his quiver full of them. You look at big families and look at the parents, they're happy. They're happy. So many of them are. They love the kids. Couldn't imagine not having one of ours, much less uh, not having all. We had a boy and a girl first. People told us, wow, you got your boy and your girl first. Are you done? (laughs) No. Where in the world does it say you need to have one boy and one girl? That's it. Um, We would miss out on so many blessings. Our oldest boy and girl are awesome and they're doing great. Um, But so many other blessings that came from them. So happiest man that hath his quiver full of them. We talked about it often with our kids growing up. All of them love big families. And uh, if they find the right spouse that can help them and God blesses them, want to have big families. But God doesn't always do that. We had some of our kids, they did absolutely nothing to try to stop it. And God waited this many years before they let him have a child and then is still letting them wait. Um, That's a to God. 
But to try to stop something and to hurt yourself, whether it's physically, giving them pills that are going to mess up your body, or missing out on the the spontaneity of intimacy and love that God made in a marriage. Oh, no, stop. We got to go do this. No, um, that's not how God made it and meant it and wanted it to be. So, um, all right, down that point, we're done. Uh, all right, the second one in the big point for today is this. Let me read it um, to you. It comes starts from Romans 14, 22. Hast thou faith, have it to thyself before God. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that which thing, in that thing which he alloweth. Okay, and there's a lot in here, a lot we're going to talk about. Basically, is happy not judging yourself or other people. Happy is he that condemneth not himself in that thing which he alloweth. There's a lot of things that we do when we judge ourselves or when we judge other people, and it's not a good thing to do. Um, Rome, or sorry, Psalm 1, verse 1, blessed, okay, another term for happy, blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the, of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful. The scornful is a negative or a critical person. God said we're going to be happy when we don't sit in the seat of the scornful. How is How easy is it to criticize and tear people down? to sit in that seat. How easy is it to do that? Anyone can criticize. The Monday morning quarterback, he should have, I can't believe he didn't, yeah, put you out in the field and see how long you last. It's very easy to do that. It's very easy to say, oh, that preacher, da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. Very easy to do that. By the way, this starts out, listen carefully, with your children criticizing who? Who's their number one person they criticize? You, mom and dad. They criticize mom and dad. Sorry, you don't do that. When they get a critical spirit, a scornful attitude, they're not going to be happy. And they condemn themselves, the verse said there, and now they're going to sit in the seat of the scornful. They're going to be condemning other people. Romans 14, verse 4, right above the verse we read, Who art thou that judgest another man's servant? To his own master he standeth or falleth, yea, he shall be holden up, for God is able to make him stand. So we're judging another man's servant. We're judging ourselves in something we allowed ourselves to do. We're sitting in the seat of the scornful, and that person is not going to be happy. I think one of the biggest reasons our teenagers are negative are not happy is they're sitting in the seat of the scornful. They criticize everything and everybody. They're made to look at everything, their clothes, their shoes, their hair, their talk, their this or this. They look for anything they can to mock and to scorn and to ridicule and to judge and to put down. It's not a good thing. It's not a good thing. We need to teach our children not to do that. Teach your child what a scorner is. And have him do a Bible study, even just in Proverbs of a scorner. Now listen, son, if you sit in the seat of the scornful, if you critic, if you're a critic, you criticize, and you tear down people and authorities around you, your parents, okay, the preacher, your boss, if you do that, here's what's going to happen to you, okay? Let me read some of those, and I'm not going to read the reference for time. You can do a, a study and look these up. He that rebuketh a scorner getteth to himself shame he that rebuketh the wise man getteth to himself a blot. Reprove not a scorner, lest he hate thee. Rebuke a wise man, that he will love thee. If you're creating a child that's a scorner, you see, even trying to correct them, you're going to be in trouble. A wise man heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. A scorner seeketh wisdom and findeth it not. 
Uh, a scorner loveth a scorner loveth not one that reproveth him, neither will he go into the wise. Smite a scorner, and the simple will beware. When a scorner is punished, the simple is made wise. Proud and haughty scorner in his name who deal with proud wrath. Cast out the scorner, and contention shall go out. Yea, strife and reproach shall cease. That's just Proverbs about a scorner. Nothing good. Nothing good. We need to make sure our children do not turn into that. How do you keep them from being a scorner? You have them be thankful. Every person they're criticizing, they can be thankful to them about something. Okay? So we're never supposed to judge? No. We're supposed to, the Bible says, judge righteously. Deuteronomy 1, uh, 16, talking about judge righteously between every man and his brother. Uh, Proverbs 31, 9, open thy mouth, judge righteously, and plead the cause for the poor and the needy. What does that mean? Judge righteously. You're judging people that you're supposed to judge. If they're my children, then I'm supposed to judge them. I'm to look and see what they're doing right, praise them. What they're doing wrong, correct them. That's my job. I'm to judge righteously. If I'm the boss of a company, then the employees, it's my job to judge them. Are they working hard? Are they giving me a good reward for what I'm paying them? Uh, are they paying attention? Are they showing up? Are they on time? What are they doing? Um, but to judge another man's servant? or another man's child, or another man's employee? No, I'm not supposed to do that. So one, I'm not supposed to judge if they're not in my authority. We spend so much time judging outside of our authority. Are children supposed to judge parents or the pastor? No, it's not your teacher. It's not your job to judge them. They're the authority. Judge righteously, okay? Judge righteously, number one, means judging only in the authority that you're given. Number two, judge righteously is judging them biblically. First, if they're not in your realm of authority, you're not to judge them at all. If they are in the realm, then you are supposed to judge them biblically by what the Bible says, not your personality, not what you think, not what they think. We're to judge them biblically, judge righteously, okay? Um, people say, judge not, lest you be judged. Yes, I can't judge them on salvation. I'm not supposed to judge them if I'm not their authority in that realm. Um, I'm not supposed to judge whether this person is saved or not. I have no idea. I can't look at their heart. Uh, their works may look like they're good, but they may be self-righteous, trusting in themselves for salvation. This person may be a sinner and they may look like they're not saved, but they may be saved and they're just backslidden. So I can't judge them whether they're saved or not. That's not my judgment. That's God's. It's God judges them. I'm to judge them righteously, okay? And so happiness, when we are sitting in a seat of a scornful, where we're judging outside of our authority, when we're giving judgment on people that we shouldn't be, there's going to be an unhappy uh, spirit and attitude inside of somebody because we're living our life in the seat of the scornful, okay? Help your kids with that. Teach them with that. When you see a critical negative spirit, correct that. Show them biblically what's going to happen to them if they don't, if they don't do that. Um, well, what if the authority is not doing something right? Then we pray for them, pray for all that are in authority, okay? And then we say, if we're ever in that position, this is what we're not going to do. There, it's done. Uh, we pray for them. God's their authority. God can turn that. And we say, okay, let me learn. If I'm ever in that position, I'm not going to do it that way. That's it. Uh, it's a big deal. Our kids to be happy, gigantic. Honestly, I don't know. Besides salvation, I don't know anything else that's more important for our kids than that. The problem is so many times we are not helping them to be happy biblically, okay? Teach them, hey, have the children God wants you to. We wish we'd have had more kids. We wish we had more brothers and sisters. We wish we'd have just trusted God. We didn't know that. We know that now. 
I trust God. Have the children God wants you to have. <laughs> That's one of the uh, first things our kids end up talking to um, someone they're dating about. Are they okay with that? And if if the person's not, sorry, you're not the one. <laughs> no, I only want to have two kids and I want to wait at least five years. I see uh, you're selfish. You're living for you. Okay. Uh, that's not the kind of person um, that's going to usually, unless they change, make a good husband and father. Uh, you want someone who loves the Lord, trusting God, living by faith. Um, they're going to make a lot better father and a lot better husband. All right. Hey, that's it for today. Come back next time. We'll keep going on this, how to have happy kids. Very important. God bless you and take care.